0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,
0: Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts.
1: It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, But perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade... Ghostbusters 2 with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps most importantly, you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys.
0: Hello and welcome to Podcasts Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from a roadside sip and zip here in 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Neibart. And I'm Phil Liscove. And today, we're going to let you in a little bit on the process. This is the fourth fourth podcast we've recorded today. Correct. We've done three other films. Correct. All, you know, more well-known, more widely acclaimed. We did Jacob's, well, not really acclaimed, well-known. <laughs> Big budgets. Jacobs. Jacob the liar. Yeah. Uh, The Winslow Boy. Correct. Light it up. Three very Uh different films, all which, uh, are not great. Yep. Held up a movie Phil, Phil, (laughs) Phil Philoscope has never heard of.
1: Did not know existed.
0: Did not know existed. Yeah. Starred Jamie Foxx and a bunch of other great actors. Yeah. Is by far the best film we (laughs) did. It's not even a question. (laughs) One of, (laughs) one of my favorite watches of the podcast. Yeah, this was, uh this was a ride. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. a good movie. This is a good movie. It's and yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is like a really good like 80s comedy. This has like, this has like midnight run energy. This has a
1: little bit of Cohen Brothers energy, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud, Coen but it does. Brothers
0: energy. It does. Yeah, like every yeah. character, every, like every character is weird. Every character has their shtick. Yeah, nothing yeah. is really too broad. There's some broadness, but nothing is too broad. Yeah. Uh, even like this is so early in Jamie Foxx's career,
1: yeah. right?
0: He obviously does any given Sunday the same year, yeah. but you know, he's like the, He's an important character that, but that was his coming out party. That was Jamie Foxx's like taking a big leap from fucking playing Wanda and Martin to like he could actually be a movie star. No one even knew this fucking movie existed where someone gave Jamie Foxx the lead of a film. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's yeah. great. Like obviously he's great, but like he's great. He's really the great. whole thing is really really holds together very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was you know, there's probably better than 50 percent chance that we just ignored this mm-hmm. and i'm so happy we didn't like guys watch held up you will watch enjoy held yourself
1: it's on pluto right now uh so you can watch it,
0: it for is on pluto. free
1: First. um but uh so i want to I'm, I'm gonna give a uh, synopsis a little bit of context and then i want to give you a production thing which i found which is insane uh so while on vacation while on holiday in the u.s southwest ray finds out her man Michael spent their money, their house money on a classic car. She promptly dumps him and hitches a ride to Vegas for a flight home. A young thug then steals Michael's car, leaves him at the zip and sip a convenience Th- this, store.
0: this young thug, by the way <laughs> is, like, his, he, he is like he is like he his haircut is like the rachel yeah. like, I, <laughs> like it's, it's like it, that that's how you know this movie's so fucking good because like yeah. they just they're they're having fun with every little yeah. bizarre act. like this guy looks like he looks like. Fucking, what was that, that dude? Um, Clark and Michael, but yes, Clark, yes, yes, yes. Clark Duke. He looks, he does. He looks like Clark Duke. Totally. With, with the Rachel yep, haircut. Yep. yep. And, and he, like, steals he steals his car!
1: steals his car!
0: With a his, fucking. His Studebaker. It, he like shoots a- the door open! It's it's, oh, I I loved it.
1: So, uh, so Michael is left to the zip and sip just as three bumbling robbers stage a holdup, two take off with the cash, stranding the third with a mysterious crate just as the police arrive. Now, to take off, so I want to just say something. I tried to find out because you know, some of our listeners might be like, wait a second, did this film really come out in 1999? It was. (laughs) It was released in Memphis, Tennessee on October 8th, 1999. Uh, what the, of course it counts, but what that means, I don't know. Uh, whether it was a, a film festival of some sort, whether or not it just played in one theater in Memphis, Tennessee, I it can't minor. tell you. But it did open in a wider release on May 2nd, 2000. It would go on to make $4 million on an $8 million budget. Uh, it's got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fucking insane. Bizarre. And 42% from audiences, which is still too low. Um, I want to just give a little bit of context in terms of that this film was originally filmed, was to be filmed under the title Inconvenienced in 1995. In 1995, with Douglas Keeve directing and starring Rob Schneider, Lisa Kudrow, and Janine Garofalo. Then Schneider dropped out and they approached Robert Downey Jr. to replace him but that fell apart 1998 this script resurfaces and jamie fox becomes the star of this movie now what is that movie the 95 version of the movie is probably not as interesting
0: the schneider version would have worked too <laughs> so you th- just think that this script is bulletproof <laughs> well look i all right so it's, it's written by a real guy right it's written by jeff it's, easton who created graceland and yeah. uh it is and some yep. some of the show, but Jeff Easton's a very you know kind of well respected. Yeah,
1: I think respected... he was a, a, uh, a uh, white collar writer too. Well, he, he I think he created it. Yes, so there He
0: go. created both those shows. I think he's a pretty well regarded guy. The guy knows what he's doing. Um, this is a this is you know this is like a, a silly little crime yeah. flick. The kind, yeah. you, the, the kind of thing you the kind of thing you write in ten pages I and mean, in yep. ten days. Just mm-hmm. to have fun and see if you can do it, and and the, a lot of the decisions I think are reflective of of a what the fuck kind of attitude. Sure, it reminds you of the kind of thing a screen. I don't know if this is true for Jeffrey Sin at all, so nothing to do with it. Okay, reminds you of the kind of thing a screenwriter would do ten years into his career, and you're just like, I don't know what they fucking want. I don't know what they want. <laughs> like, I'm trying to give you what I want. I don't know what you guys want, yeah. so I'm going to do some crazy ass shit. Yeah, I'm going to like. Here you you guys like fucking heists? You guys like hold ups? You guys like guns? All right. Here you go. You guys also,
1: I just wanted to say this. He also created Shasta McNasty, which does feel
0: like it makes sense. Shasta McNasty's not. I don't know what you want. No,
1: I don't know what you want. You I want don't Shasta
0: you want. McNasty? You want but Shasta McNasty? Like I do. I think that's what it comes down to. I think he's awesome. like I don't know what you want. And yeah. people are like yeah. I think we might want that. But, oh. <laughs> like that. There's some stuff in this movie that is so like yeah. Weird, but like as a as a pastiche, yeah. it works. It works. It's the weirdest movie we've done. Because without like a with, without a doubt, it's the weirdest <laughs> movie we've done in that like it works. Yeah. Like I, there's a little moment when I was I mean, there are a few moments I laughed early on where I'm just like, wait, wait, this is funny. <laughs> there's a moment of all people Rosalind Sanchez has that's the funniest moment of the movie for me. When uh she's one of the three robbers. Jeez. Right, you basically have this like really handsome main guy who's the robber, and then this dummy, and then gorgeous Rosalind Sanchez as the uh, getaway driver. And she's inside, and the main robber goes, "Ring goes, put your hands up!" Mm-hmm. And she puts her hands up, and like like an idiot, but very quickly realizes yes. she was wrong and yes. goes into like a half hearted fighting stance, and it's so. <laughs> Like it's so funny. This half-hearted fighting stance she's in. <laughs> like, she just barely remembered which role she's on in this. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, this movie's gonna be great. Like this movie, I be- think it's
1: great. This movie I also want to say too, um, not to say that the that the that the Rob Schneider version of this wouldn't have worked, but like this cast to me is I mean Sarah Paulson's in this movie.
0: And you know she's I mean? gold. Julie, Julie,
1: she's fucking great. Julie Haggerty's in this movie. Who's always great. But like yeah. she, like this movie is very well cast, and it made me feel like. Have you seen the movie U Turn? The Oliver yeah, Stone movie. Yeah, yeah. This is like a Looney Tunes version of that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like guy who just can't get a break. Who just everything seems to be like going wrong, with it's, a cast of bizarro characters around him.
0: You know what it's like. It's like. <laughs> It's like someone said, like, all right, we want to do a, a TV cut of U Turn, yes. yes. and they yes, started yes. it, yeah. and they're like, you know, it would just be so much easier if we just like rewrote and reshot it for <laughs> TV, yeah. and they, they just yeah. did. So, like, this is it's all it's all like gentle, yeah, it's very it's PG, all, it's it's a gentle movie <laughs> about a you know a stick up in a convenience store. And the characters are mostly nice to each other and the characters are, you know, mostly decent people from like the cops to the, to the robbers, the the central, the central relationship with, with, uh, Jamie Foxx and, and Nia Long is like so tender. So sweet. It's so sweet. The whole thing is like, she like, so, all right. So basically Phil said it in the, uh, the, the context of this movie. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is like a dummy who's with, Knee along he mm-hmm. stupidly went and spent more money on a car than he told her. He apparently yep. has a spending problem. She obviously feels like your your spending problem is <laughs> an problem. existential disaster. Yep. It's like it, it's an impending existential crisis for us. Yep. And her her left brain is saying I got to go. Like I have to go for myself. And her right brain as soon as she gets to the Vegas airport, where she's going to go, her ride right, because she she also fucking hitches a ride with like six handsome it's cowboys. It's, it's fantastic. Like it's so funny. Yeah, it's like great. she like she's in the back of a car with six handsome cowboys and like these two like old like mm-hmm. hillbillies like like commenting on the relationship, saying they're neutral. It's yep. too good. So she she hitches a ride with these six hillbillies to the Vegas airport, and almost immediately, like clearly regrets her decision. Clearly is like God. I just like you could tell it's a test. We all do this shit in relationships. Where she's like, he's just got to show up. Like he's got to show up. Like I, I, I'm so here for the second chance, but he has to understand this is the last time. And that's the movie. That's the movie. Jamie Fox knows he screwed up. Yep. His plan is to track her down to the airport. That's all he wants to do. And then he does, and and it's all good. He, yeah, yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. But yeah. and he get and he gets. Inconvenienced. He gets gets held up. I mean that's a flick. That's the flick. It's a flick.
1: It's it's a really fun comedy. I, I I if I have if I have one note, it's that I don't particularly love that the film essentially opens with an extended poop joke. Um basically they they have to pull over and Nia needs to poop and it goes on. For too long, um, that if, if I, that, that and I will say is, that that,
0: but it establishes another incredibly silly thing about this movie, uh-huh. which is that the whole town yeah. is obsessed with youth baseball. Yes, and right. this whole desert town, this de- <laughs> I, it was called like North what, like North. I don't know, I don't remember. North Butte was what sure. it was called. North yeah. Butte, like, like the Montana town, mm-hmm. B U T T E. So North Butte. Yep. They're playing Phoenix, so you know that you're in Arizona. Like, they're and the, the whole town is at this one game, and you know how it is in like Wiley Coyote Desert, so Spielbergian deserts where there's nothing. Yeah. So you have this fucking one baseball field in the middle of nothing, where you have like the you know the the 1500 inhabitants of this town, including the police, you know, the police chief like as one of the coaches watching the North Butt Buttheads take on Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> in the little league championship so no one's around it's a perfect day to rob the local convenience store i yeah no i i i, I hear all of that it, it's no, it's no, more just it's
1: it's that it started and i was just like are we gonna be doing shit jokes like is this is this what i, I so that's how we're it not. started but we're not <laughs> we're it was not. the thing is that we're not
0: um I, i'm okay I, with one shit joke if it's sure. not a shit joke movie. Uh, correct, and I also correct. don't mind like how far it lowered your expectations. Because that, it it did so, that very successfully. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll it, I, it, it, it really worked. Um, I want to just, let's just take a second here. I want to walk through Jamie Foxx for a second because I do think that it's, it's worth talking about for for a minute here. Yeah. Um his first movie is is uh is toys um where right, he, he's uh he's in toys he's a toys. Uh, he's one of the toys he's he's not uh he's one of the security <laughs> guys he's um, <laughs> so he's in he's on rock he's on in living oh, color
0: he's in, with, to- he's, he's in toys with his with his close friend ll cool j correct they hate uh, each other do they really they had so much beef on the set of... Uh, Toys? Uh, no, no, on, on any given Sunday. Oh, right, of course, of course, yeah. of course. That You're absolutely right. Um,
1: so then, uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, Moesha, he's in The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Um, he's in this film in 99, and he's in well, it. Right, so he's
0: in Booty Call in he's 97. In Booty Call. You're, right. you're right, you're right. Which is, you know, Booty Call. But it's, it, it, no. it does. It does, you know, it does kind of yes. tell you Mm-hmm. That, yeah, people, you know, people were kind of on to Jamie Foxx. People knew that Jamie Foxx, yeah. like, is a, is the kind of guy you might want to, like, you know, lead a movie. And obviously that's, you know, kind of a black-centered film. Mm-hmm. But this is just a fucking random-ass movie. He's, also a, a great, random movie. he's also a great white hype. He's so good in that. Um, but this is just a random-ass fucking movie.
1: So he makes this film, Any Given Sunday, as you mentioned, coming out party. You know what I mean? Big studio movie. Puff Daddy was supposed to play the role that the Jamie Foxx ultimately plays. Well, they, and great.
0: they look exactly alike.
1: Yeah, they're the same. Uh they're done, well, that's not. A running, that's a running there's
0: a running joke in Hells up that, that they yeah. look exactly alike, which they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the two people Dude. Jamie Foxx apparently looks exactly alike are uh are Puff Daddy yeah and Mike Tyson. Yes. And the day we're re- the day we're recording this
1: film, they just announced a second Mike Tyson project that Jamie
0: Fox starring <laughs> Jamie Fox. He's playing Tyson in a TV show, so they they were right.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I guess I'm assuming he does any given Sunday. He re- he shoots that first, right? Because held or maybe I, whatever. Because held up seems to be a commentary.
0: Uh, the Puff say. Daddy Art-
1: thing. Anyway, um, so then he does Bait in 2000, which he was the straight-up lead of, a movie that kind of doesn't exist. Um, but then he does 100 episodes of the Jamie Foxx show, which I believe was on – was that on Fox? I think it was a WB show. A WB. Um, so he does that from 96 to 2001. <laughs> he does 100
0: episodes. It's crazy, but he does. Um, no, no, no. It's not, that's not a then. That's not a then. So that, that show came out in 96 this is you're, more, right, you're right you're right this, this is happened. more like to Currently, me yes. this is more like you know steve carell having to continue to do the office after he's the biggest movie totally star right. in
1: the world. but absolutely sorry because then,
0: yeah. then in 2001 he's playing Boudini brown and like and yes. every you know and then a couple years later he's collateral and then we're like yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah it's it feels like the ali collateral
1: ray i mean that's that's sort of the ascension he does stealth he does jarhead miami vice um he dream a- girls dream I mean, girls that was K- his show yeah he's he's it, <laughs> uh he's in the soloist i mean post oscar it does feel as though he's trying to sort of feed two beasts of like i'm an action movie star but i'm also an oscar winner I throw a third beast in there
0: because now no. he's 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 also at this point in his life trying to say like i'm also the best musician in the world i don't know if right. you've noticed- I don't know yes. if you know this about me but, but I'm, a I'm a classically i'm a classically trained pianist yeah. and i could also sing yeah. so he famously does the does the ray charles part in gold digger yeah
1: he does uh, yeah. and he plays you know, the, the he does the soloist which is also mm-hmm. where he i think played his own instruments in that film if i'm not mistaken
0: jamie foxx is like the renaissance men man to end all renaissance men yeah and he wants to make sure you fucking know it <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) he's he's very good at i mean you know this guy fucking came up with a stand-up of all things yeah but he's very good at all things and he's he's also uh, jango unchained i mean yes
1: he's also doing a fair amount of producing of reality television on top of all of this right like i feel like he's doing you know uh he's just he's got his fingers in a bunch of pies and you know he's just he's a busy guy i mean it's it's pretty incredible
0: he's doing crazy shit he's doing yeah. he's, he i mean like just when you thought like just when you thought he lost his fastball he does that uh he does baby driver which i know people are kind of down yeah. on but i thought he was fucking great in it an unrelenting role where he was totally down being the
1: worst fucking guy in that movie i mean he does Django which which we should talk about for a quick second too i mean Django's mm-hmm. the movie that notoriously tarantino chased will smith to do for many many for a long time, Will Smith just wouldn't get on board or, a big, a or big Tarantino start. wouldn't make the changes that he wanted him to make. And Jamie Foxx ultimately does the film. Uh, I like Django fine. I'm not sure that Jamie Foxx is – I don't know. He's good Jamie, in it, but I,
0: I didn't Jamie, love it. That's an interesting situation. So Will Smith's contention was –
2: Let's get this dinner party started.
0: That he should be the guy to shoot Leo at the end. I think everybody agrees with him. Yeah. Right? I think everybody agrees. Yeah. Will Smith, it's too bad Tarantino didn't make that change. Will Smith should have been that character. It would have been fucking wild. Wild. Jamie Foxx did not need that role at that point in his career. No. like which is a crazy thing to say like the uh, the i'm really the only black lead in a tarantino film i mean he's obviously had some pretty prominent black characters but really the only black lead in a tarantino film like you know you're going to jump all over that but that's not really what he needed he actually like kind of the weird thing is like Jamie Foxx at that point in his career was more suited to a, a role like Leo's, like the flashy second or third guy yeah. as opposed to this, you know, kind of emotional underdog center centerpiece of the film. Not that it mattered, you know, not that like Jamie Foxx at this point had already like kind of entered the upper echelon. He had a fucking Oscar, you know, could do whatever he wanted, even if that meant hosting the, the Shazam show. Or playing – uh
1: what was the character's name in Amazing Spider-Man 2? Electro. Yeah. Again. Which is doing again? Yeah, which he's doing again apparently. You know, it's I, I totally agree with you that that you know, Will Smith should have done it. It would have been it would have been amazing. Uh he didn't and Jamie Foxx was very good in it. He's also apparently he he has an uncredited cameo as Django in A Million Ways to Die in the West, which I had no idea. I don't know that, if that's what true. is that. What is that? <laughs> 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 um, I'm not sure that's a real thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, and now I'm you know just on his IMDb, he's got like ten things in various stages of pre-production, production, or announce announced. It's it's pretty incredible. But things um,
0: you've things you've heard of, things yeah. that are like you know like they clone Tyrone, they've been talking mm-hmm. about forever. Mm-hmm. All Star Weekend, they've been talking about yep. forever. Like these these yeah, and obviously the no way the the next yep. Spider Man, which is you know, big in the wild bunch that I,
1: I guess that fucking Mel Gibson's directing. Anyway, long story short, Jimmy Fox has had a wild career. He'll continue to have a wild career. And I think that Held Up kind of in its own weird way sort of showed that, right? Like showed that this guy, in a weird way, this role to me, watching this film now through the lens of the career that Jimmy Fox has had, I see shades of a lot of stuff that he's done since Held Up in Held Up.
0: I, yeah, uh, I totally agree.
1: He'll never make just the comedy movie. stuff.
0: He'll never na- make another movie like this. Uh, everything Jamie Foxx does. Well, I mean, everything Jamie Fox does is, is big now. Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily mean that he's always playing it big. Like, he just did the voice of Joe in Soul. Like, there's nothing yes. big about that performance. He's but that's a, yeah. that's a big fucking movie, yep. you know? Yep. Like, it's, like, that's a big fucking deal. In Just Mercy, like a movie where you know, like he he play I think he played the accused in that movie. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, that's a big fucking attempt to win Oscars right there. Yeah. So like, he would never do a small movie like this, but um, it's and it just kind of is what it is. Like, it's, but, like I just really think watch this movie. You like, should watch like, Held Up, guys. Yeah, just to like see what you had here and enjoy. it. Like, I watched it before Phil. I texted him just like, just like. Just sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: I I gotta say too, watching it, I, I the Sarah Paulson part of it is also fascinating to me. I love Sarah Paulson. I think we all love Sarah Paulson now because she's. You know, I think it's fascinating great. too. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling up her her filmography here for a second, just to kind of talk this through for a quick second. Um, Sarah,
0: just kind of a little context on overall. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Paulson just plays like a local woman. Yeah. Who goes goes to this? You know, th- this is a this is a one stop light town. I think mm-hmm. they have the they have the baseball field and the sip and zip, and that's basically and and, and a pretty robust police force, and that's pretty <laughs> much pretty much what they've got, <laughs> right? Even though not not robust yeah. enough to deal with this because one of the big things is that they're waiting for the fucking SWAT team, who like yeah. don't take it seriously enough. They go to like in and out before they go. Yep, but. Um, so she just goes there every day, just gets her shit and yep. goes home. She's just like the local. She's woman. she
1: is you know, in classic Sarah Paulson form, she she brings depth to a role that perhaps doesn't deserve it sometimes. Um she is she's really touching and sweet in this. Um she has a phenomenal moment at the end of the film where she calls out her husband who's clearly cheating on her. And says, "Why do you think we have sex? I have, we have sex with a condom every night. It's because I don't trust you, in front of the entire police force, in front of everybody." Uh, she and, and and she's just she's great. She's funny. She's 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 wonderful in this film. At this point in her career, she's basically done a Law and Order episode. She's done a little bit of TV, but this is essentially her first movie role. Uh, the next year, she does What Women Want. Um, she's on Jack and Jill, the TV show. Shortly thereafter. Um, you know she's in down with love so there's, she's,
0: there's something about this role that's really interesting to me correct all right so you, you you never take a movie thinking this is going to be some movie no one's going to see and it will have yep. no effect on my career you have to take every job you ever take in this industry you have to assume that this could be the thing they remember me by i better <laughs> fucking give it my all yeah i better be better be careful right sarah paulson obviously an attractive woman Um, obviously an incredible actress as we've discussed in this podcast many times you're often made to pick a lane right and it's very hard to go from one lane to another yep this performance is a hot girl performance right not performance this role is the hot girl right she's playing playing the hot girl in this movie Mm -hmm. there's a scene in this movie in this where i understand why someone a sarah paulson's depth and intelligence and savviness or savvy mm-hmm. would take this role. Yep, it's very hot in the Zip and Zip. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they've cut the power in the Zip and Zip. They're yeah, in the middle of the is. fucking desert. Correct. It's like 120 degrees. Yeah. But what do you have in a convenience mm-hmm. store? So much fucking bottled water. Mm-hmm. So she blows up a kiddie pool, <laughs> fills it with bottled water. Ed <laughs> starts and 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 starts getting himself. Good. With a with a little fucking little fucking Spritz water gun, bottle, yeah, a water gun, yeah, right. Yeah, a water. She gun. gets a little water, gun and the three men are there kind of ogling her, but it's so silly,
1: yeah,
0: that it is a that that it is complete fucking uh, undercutting yes. of this trope that you've seen in so many movies. It's so absurd. It's great, and then something even more crazy happens. Yep. she flirtingly. Points the gun at the, uh, at the, the, the guy holding the place up, who at this point they've kind of become friends with. Uh, everyone kind of likes this guy. She's flirting with him. They have a little thing and he (laughs) flirts back by pointing his real gun at her. And at that point, I just screamed. They're like, no, (laughs) no, like it's like this crazy little moment that's like, I don't even, it's like these little, there's this like the thing about this movie is there's these little pieces of gold that yep. like either were in the script or were found on set. They kind of live in that uncanny valley where it's hard to tell because they're very lived in, but they're also, you know, a little too c- clever and written yep. and foreshadowed yep. to like be maybe come up that that are just little perfect little moments where you actually you're taken out for a second and go, Oh my god, don't shoot him by accident uh so i i uh yeah i I respect that's the scene that's the scene for me where i'm like oh she's completely subverting the trope i i i I absolutely
1: agree with you i you know it's funny i the first time that i remember noticing sarah paulson was studio 60 me too um hindsight being what it is she is on deadwood i for whatever reason just did not connect as much she's very good on deadwood but mm-hmm. this is all just a long way of saying that sarah paulson's ability to be able to bring something like she's just she's seeing stuff in layers and bringing things that most people don't and i think that when she got cast on studio 60 i remember thinking like what who's this person she's the lead like this person right, and right. by the way that show i mean listen we could studio 60 is its own its own but it was thing. a big deal big fucking deal and you gotta hand it to the casting person, whoever cast Studio 60, to be like, this is the girl, and she's fucking going places. Well, but it other, takes like five more years for her to get American Horror Story, and then Ryan Murphy yeah. runs and turns her into what you
0: The into. other people in that in that show were all like household names. You had Correct. Perry, you had Bradley Whitford, Whitford off sure. of West Wing. You had yep. Amanda Peet was Pete, a movie yep. star, and Dule Hill, Stephen Weber, yeah, yeah, uh, not Dule Hill. Who was it? Dwayne, um, Bradley Cooper? I don't, I don't Bradley know. Whitford?
1: Sorry, Matt Perry. No, no. no.
0: Uh, the black oh,
1: guy. Uh, D, uh, Hughley, D- DL Hughley.
0: So they were all kind of big people at the time, and it did feel like, who is this person who is is uh, this interloper? Yeah, yeah. Who's this interloper yeah. playing like kind of the romantic lead?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and and by the way, I, I mean, listen, I Studio sixty is a is a phenomenal weird misstep. Um, she's still great on it. <laughs> like, yeah. people don't talk about talk about the fact that like. Everyone brought their A game on that show, even if, if Sorkin might not have. But, but again, like it takes a few years. She is in a in a pilot that Ryan Murphy does for FX called Pretty Handsome, um, which doesn't go to series. Uh, and and yeah, it's 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 essentially years of great, you know, solid supporting roles, you know, bit parts, what have you, until American Horror Story, and then obviously. You know, we, we now sarah she's a household name and she's in everything and and marsha <laughs> clark and yeah i was just going to say like tell me that that's not one of the greatest television performances mess. ever it's a mess. so yeah um but uh but i again she's great in this in, in in held up it's a silly movie it's a fun movie i i highly recommend people check it out it it's not at all what i expected it to be. Kenny brought it up to me. I was like, what do we do? we should do held up and i was like I, I don't even i didn't even know this movie existed. Um so i'm sure that the people that are listening to this don't either. <laughs> so yeah. Seek it out. It's 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 well worth seeing. Uh it's yeah, it's great. I mean, i don't i don't know what else there is to say about it. What what's your what's your rating on Held Up, Kenny? Wait, let me see if i had anything else to
0: say cuz i really did feel great about this movie. The movie starts <laughs> With a song that sounds like a version of the nine hundred two and zero theme, correct? Also produced by Neil Moritz. like these, like uh, uh, real guys, real guys. All right, that's all I got. Um, the Cowboys in <laughs> the back of the car for chewing tobacco—that's hilarious. Yep. I started thinking, how could this be? You know what? I, this reminded me of a, a Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That had that kind of like stir crazy yeah. vibe. Hear you no know? evil, see no evil, which I believe we'll be doing. Yeah, yeah uh but yes and and yeah i guess really i called it the weirdest dumbest most fun movie i i fucking <laughs> absolutely loved it oh there's a part where there there's a there's a skunk bit that's so good there is a skunk bit. a skunk bit yeah. like i don't yep. know uh i think the end was kind of not the best if i remember correctly
1: do you mean the very very end where the plane that they're on gets held up
0: uh no that was kind of funny um three nine eleven real funny <laughs> Loved it. Uh, uh, well, look, I I I was like ready to give this a very high score. Wow! Um, like when you say high, how high are we talking? I was, you know, I was thinking like maybe in the high eighties. Oh I, I, I I I couldn't go that high. In the end of the no. day, like I really wanted to make a point and give this a high score. Sure, uh, sure. Look, I went seventy five before I came on this podcast. Um, I'm going to bump it up a little bit to like a, like a 82. I think oh. it's a, I think it's a really great movie. Um, I think it's like, actually, it's one of the first movies that we've done mm. that I thought during it, well, one, I thought I could show this to my kids yeah, and sure. two, I thought I might actually like show it to my kids. I may watch this again because sure. I liked it so much. Yeah. Um, and I want you to watch it. You, the listener, the listener, a podcast like it's 1999. It's free on Pluto. I want you to enjoy this movie. I want people. I want people to say, you know, like this is a great movie. This is a great little gem. And if there's nothing like, we, we I don't think we accomplished it with Dudley Do Right, but well, what we, I really, we will
1: eventually.
0: Though my dream like. for this podcast, yeah, is for us to do five years of podcasting or whatever it is. Yeah. and for one or two movies that were lost. To the cultural the ether, yeah. come back, and if I had a choice, this would be the number one movie where I'd be like, bring this motherfucker back. 82, you'll see it again on the best of 52.
1: This is amazing. Held Up will be on Kenny's I wonder, end yeah. of year. Uh, so I came into this. I, I had this film at a sixty. Oh, kenny, kenny, kenny's enthusiasm kenny is kenny's unbridled love for held up has buoyed my score to a 72 yeah um I, I feel like this film absolutely does not deserve to have an eight in front of it but you know i i respect uh i obviously respect kenny's opinion um it's a really fun movie guys you should see, seek it out uh i think that what we should do kenny is that uh, at some point
0: yeah, in the yeah, future? Yeah.
1: We should do an episode yeah, of the, and- lost, the Lost Gems of 1999. And we just hammer home all the little movies that we feel like people need to fucking see. And we rank them even the most, the, the best gems of 99. What little what, scene what, movies?
0: All right. I, lo- I, lo- I, love, I love breaking on the podcast on the pod. So, yeah, sure. what number are we at right now? Do you have any sense?
1: Uh we're at around uh two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty,
0: something around there. We've done two hundred and fifty or two hundred and sixty episodes?
1: We've done. That's how many we have done.
0: <laughs> have we done two fifty? Have we gotten our, our number two fifty out yet?
1: I I, uh, I believe we've crossed two fifty. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Cross the
0: two fifty lexicon. All right, you keep talking. Just talk about whatever you want to talk about. What else is well, going on? We've only done what... we've only dropped one one sixty three. We've done more with the TVs okay okay we've only done done 163 numbered movies
1: okay okay Okay. fair enough uh
0: that's what's actually on we've done more we've done probably 170 175 something like that for 200 Mm. Mm -hmm. i will i would like to do the the unheralded let's do it yeah the unheralded bunch
1: whatever that 200 is whatever we get there sure
0: the top the top 10 movies Mm-hmm. that phil and i want you to listen to i mean you to watch you to watch yeah, yeah. you to watch yeah uh and i'm, I'm looking forward i feel to like i feel like yeah
1: i mean we have definitely recorded an episode that would be on the the i think girl on the bridge was for 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 all of us uh a definite um long story short seek out this movie this movie is a lot of fun i absolutely recommend checking it out um and you know th- th- again thank you for listening one last thing please rate review and subscribe uh speaking of subscribing check out our patreon on all the best films of 1989 batman when harry met sally fabulous baker boys indiana jones and the last crusade ghostbusters 2 field of dreams major league and many many more we are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like joanna robinson liz Hanna. Please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like its. We're also on Twitter at podcast like its 1999. We're also on Instagram at podcast like its 1999. Uh, thank you so much to Ernie and Will for producing our episodes, Sullivan for our social media, Jan Katas for our amazing art and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening.